last time on Join the Party. The LT3 and Lou made it to the final level of the OTA, where the sunglasses to see Gutenberg's constructs are being kept. Milo and Lou immediately went into searching, while Aggie and Val felt pulled towards a vault on the other side of the room. Inside was a mirror, showing a reflection of Aggie. But it wasn't a reflection, it was Preserver, the other Aggie from a different timeline. With time pressing down on them and the OTA showing up any minute, the LT3 tried to push their way into the mirror, into the other timeline, but something was keeping Milo out, as well as his frustration with his other super colleagues at the moment. What's on the other side, and do they all have evil mustaches? Let's start the party! That's what they say on Party Joiners, the show you're listening to. Hey, Brandon. Hey, hey, bud. Hey, what's up? I'm having a great morning, just like super chill, you know, nice sunrise, just beautiful, very peaceful, calm. There's a doe in my backyard. Oh, that's oh. nice. There wasn't really. I'm just... Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon, you haven't put your uh, your Dungeons and Dragons vision on. You should probably put that on. Oh, okay. Let me, let me just like... Oh, fuck! Yeah, so Kelanova has 10 hit points. <laughs> you are still down in Ublia 3 in the uh, research and development department. Uh, five portcullises have slammed down in front of you, uh, separating you from the elevator. And a voice has come over the speaker system uh, saying that security measures have been uh, activated. And you know, like, when you don't change the battery in a fire detector and like that chirp happens every 15 mm-hmm. seconds like that's happening too just on top of God, it that's the worst part of this that sound <laughs> is the worst part of it I'm waiting for you to do it again yep fuck you <laughs> um, okay so I have a plan um, fuck you Sorry, Brandon, you can't edit the podcast anymore because Eric has to just like you know organically really just pepper in the fire alarm <laughs> Milo is sort of takes, I'm going to murder your stupid ass. <laughs> Milo is going to sort of take stock of what's happening. Can I assume, well, I don't know. So I'm underground, right? Fuck. Yes, you're an oubliette three all the way pretty far underground. You can still make checks and everything. I also want to do imagine that there is like... What's happened, the, the, remember how we talked about pizza for the whole last episode? Mm-hmm. That was the director figuring out that something's up and activating the security systems. Right. You can still assume that everyone is still at the park. I want to put in your head, maybe from what you've learned from your dad at his job, is like, you know, sometimes national security when you're a secret government agency... People make choices about what amount of information is out there or not. So you don't even know of whether or not all the agents are rushing back to the building. Like, the only thing you know for certain is that the security measures on Oubliette 3 have been activated. You can also still make perception checks and look around a little more. Um, But right now, like, all of your friends are in the mirror. You're at 10 hit points. And there is that chirping that keeps happening. God, I want to hit. 
something really harsh. They really should have changed. Super sad. My fire, my smoke detector's battery ran out like literally like a week ago, and so it's like fresh in my fucking brain. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's really unfortunate for you. Uh, okay, so here's my thought. I am going to look around, do a perception check to see we're underground, so there has to be some kind of ventilation somewhere. Okay. Yeah, do a perception check for me. 13. All right, uh, I think with a 13, you look around and you realize there aren't cameras down here. And you also remember that, like, there was not a camera before when the director tried to check in on what was happening. Put together, there wouldn't be cameras down in the oubliettes because that's where the secret ship happens. Why would you willingly have evidence of that? So you haven't been made necessarily. I think that there are, you look around and you see that there is like a very small ventilation system. There's also like sprinklers up at the top as well. You don't know like if that is for, because this is the research and development department, because this is where they do research, it's more of like a science lab thing. You know, like, you see that there's an eye wash over in the far corner, uh, just in case. Um, you also notice with a 13, though, that, um, hey, is the, is the ceiling lowering a little bit? Is it getting a little closer? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't think so, Eric. Actually, I looked at it, Eric. It's not. Oh, I mean, like, with a 13, it's you're right, it's not. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I was trying to reverse psychology my DM. <laughs> okay, so what Milo's going to do, how far away would you say is the vent? I would say this is the size of a gymnasium, so it is pretty far away. 20, 20 feet? Yeah, like it's a pretty large room. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so what I'm going to do is pull out the tuning fork of Sonic Yay. Movements. I'm trying to give it a cool, cool big name. Yeah, the tuning fork. I like it. Uh, I'm going to smack it on my thigh so it starts vibrating and create a sonic version of myself 30 feet away right up next to the vent. Cool. And I'm going to go up there, mm -hmm. going to trade places with that. And then as soon as I get up there, cash gashes form and turn into a cloud. Ooh. Wonderful. The classic go-to. Like Look at that action economy. Um, first, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw really quickly. 11 plus 3 for 14. Okay. You're, if you're going to go into Gash's form, uh, I would love for you to roll in your, your spirit surge. Yeah. Seven. So I'm up to four. Okay. You're up to four. I'm going to roll. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I rolled a natural 20, unfortunately. This was a wonderful... Which, this was for a wonderful, what? What did you roll against? A wonderful thing. I rolled against whether or not the ceiling has covered up that vent or not. That is, it is lowered down. So you teleport your way up there, you turn into Gash's form, and then like the ceiling has lowered past the ventilation system, uh, which is dangerous. They shouldn't do that. I was going to say, this seems like it gets code. No, definitely. <laughs> Brandon, 100%. Maybe they don't want the person uh, when the security systems are activated to, uh, you know... Breathe. Breathe. So <laughs> the ceiling has lowered below the ventilation system. I would say that it is now like one level down uh, the ventilation system, and it's get the room's getting a little bit smaller. I will say you are still in Gash's form, though, if you would like to stay in Gash's form, and you can hang. You are hanging up above that ceiling. Okay. I think I'm going to do the same sort of uh, maneuver here. Okay. Use the tuning fork, go out of Gash's form, land on my feet, probably break an ankle. Use the tuning fork to get as close to the elevator as possible. Um, I know there's Ooh. the thing in front of it. Hell yes. I love that. First of all, I just want to say, 
Then uh, you, <laughs> you can use the tuning fork, and again, you create like a sonic version of yourself. It goes, whoa, 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 and you go through the first portcullis. Then you smack into the second one. As you smack into it, it like ver- reverberates out like it's you make a drop in a pond. Mm. Like as you hit it, it like is almost liquid on the outside and vibrates out uh, from where you hit it. Please make an arcana check for me. Oh, that's a natural 20, my dude. Oh, I thought it was yes. a zero for a second. I couldn't see the two. I was like, what? <laughs> I will just tell you explicitly what's happening here. Maybe your dad told you about this, this thing that they were working on. They've been working on a material that is adaptive to superhero powers. And the way that this works mechanically is that each one of these portcullises, you have to do a different thing to get through each one. So if you teleported using sound through this one, you cannot use that again through the next thing. Oh, cool. Okay. So that is explicit what's happening because you rolled a nat 20. The ceiling is still like lowering slowly and you are still at one on lo- one level here. You can also see the ceiling is still lowering regardless of you being in the hallway. Like, um, Let's flip over to the mirror. Let's go to the alternate universe uh, where Lou, Val, and Aggie are falling in a, in a heap on the floor of the preserver's lab. And the last thing the preserver said under her breath was, does my hair really look like that from the back? And as she pulls it, it's like, so I just, I just wanted to know, um, what was the? Pl- I am more than happy to have guests, but what was the plan here so that we can all get on the same page of coming in to where I am? I just want to know what, what was the idea happening here so that I can help you achieve that plan, which I'm sure you had. When you Mostly that. it was just to lay low until the government stopped looking for us in the lab and then we would try to go back, maybe? I don't know. Interesting. I think Multitool is just like stood up and just looking at Preserver, like touching her face, like touching her hair, looking at her lab coat, checking in her pockets. Like, <laughs> what, what's happening here? I don't, do you need something from me? Isn't this weird for you also? Uh, It is weird for me, but I'm making a mental note of all the differences between us and not expressing that because we're obviously dealing with a thing right now. I agree with Volcani here. We have to lay low for a little bit. There was security right on our tail, and I guess our colleagues stayed. I, listen, I gotta know... Oh, I know, I know him. That's that's Milo. I know, I know him. I know all the things you know. My, where, where are Milo? We? So sorry. Hold on. Milo stayed behind. Why? Uh, it's a good question. I'm just saying he's not here right now. Lou, are you okay? I feel it's like when you got off a roller coaster. I I just need to. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, poor Lou. Sorry. Was that? Did you need that for something? I could fix it. No, it's no, it's fine. Don't. Just leave it. Just leave it. Yeah, you're looking around. This lab looks a lot like Dr. Morrow's lab, except it's very nicely put together. Like, again, all of the books are in proper places. It's all very clean. There's, like, shelving in places where there weren't shelving before. There's a cork board with lots of stuff or hung up on there. There's, like, one one hook in the, the kind of just, like, on the wall, which doesn't have anything on it. And then Preserver puts her hat on, on the hook and be like, I don't want anyone to get cut. Just if we're dealing with that, it's just kind of a safety precaution. Cool. So you're here in my universe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
should we share information about what each is different about each of our universes? Is that <laughs> I what feel you like do that would that take a lot of time. I don't know. I need to know what happened to your Vulcani. Why were you so freaked out to see Milo? Oh, those are two separate stories. Which would you like first? Just I just would love to be clear about which, in the or what is the best order for me to tell the stories to you so that I well, can give I'm it a here, can So things. maybe like we could talk about me real quick. The that one. <laughs> okay. May I'm going to put my bladed hat back on. Why? Just Someone's in going case. to punch you. What do you we can't even get home without you? Well, if I didn't know that Vulcani was still going by Vulcani here, they go by Vesuvius. And they are cool the name. most wanted person in Lake Town City. Dope. That's okay. How, huh. How'd that happen? Well, usually when you run the organized crime syndicate that reaches over the entire eastern seaboard, that would make you public enemy number one. I don't know if there's a different way to determine criminals in your universe. But, uh, so when we, when we touched hands on the mirror... Um, that, that sounds kind of silly, but I'm going with it. I, did you get my memory exchange too? Like, do you know, when did, when did those paths diverge? What happened? I remember everything up until, if you're talking about a time loop or a time shark, I don't remember any of that, but I remember. It, it was May 1st. April 30th. Yeah. So everything was the same until then? You no, it's not the same. I remember what um, I remember. I was there. I was in that thing, and then we switched. So I remember when I was there. That t- those times when I was with there, and then when we swapped. I'm not. I'm still looking into the time mechanics of everything. I'm still a little behind working. I've been working on some other stuff, so I haven't gotten my whole head around. But I remember everything you did when before we switched. So you just got plunked into a universe where suddenly Vulcani is evil? I don't know if I would call that evil. I mean, doing crime doesn't make you evil. Has a different job. The world is not black and white. There needs to be something (laughs) in between being totally evil and having a different job. Like they decided to work at a different grocery store because it was $2 better and they could sit down. Like maybe there's something in between. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I would like both of you to make constitution saving throws, please. Oh, fuck yeah. 16, 10 plus 6. God, you have plus 6 constitution saving yeah. throws? Let's fucking go. That's what I put my stuff in. Strength and constitution. Let's go. 6 plus 2 for an 8. All right. I think at that point, Aggie, you have a deep pain in your side. Enough that it makes you crumple over and makes you unsteady on your feet. Uh, you, can, you, know, just, you can just take three points of damage, of psychic damage. Feels like getting off easy uh, compared to the whole situation. Yeah. I think, Val, you feel like, you know, from being, you know, turning 30 when all of a sudden your body just hurts every so often. Uh It's more like that. And Lou is like, oh, do I, why do I hurt all of a sudden? It's like like growing old, you know. Am I old now? Am I old now? No, No. Lou, you're fine. Don't worry. I think Volcani's going to turn to the preserver and be like, so are you like a scientist in this universe? Are you like helping out Dr. Morrow and Des? Like, what is the situation? But truly just before we start, I do want to get to that. Did you three not notice your skin going translucent for a little bit? I super didn't. I was no. really focused on vibrating the mirror. 
when did that happen? Right, immediately. Right, right then. Did you not see that? You didn't see that? No. I think uh, the preserver takes like a, a remote out of her pocket and then switches a screen to uh, like a security camera that's oh, just God. like right above you. And like you can just see all three of you like glow a little bit and go translucent. I think of different parts of your body. Aggie, I think your whole body just went, tra- your skin just went translucent and you saw all your bones and your organs. Cool. And like your kidney, maybe where your kidney is, there was like a big light flare up there. Don't like that. For Lou and Val, they just like skin translucence. Um, yeah, I don't think we can stay here long. Oh. Yeah, no, that uh, I think that that definitely makes sense. I guess like we can just I could ru- I could try to run through as much as possible, just whatever you'd like. If you tell me about your universe, I can tell you about my universe. Yeah, I mean, hit us and we'll tell you what the alternatives I guess are. Yeah, no, that's good. I guess we'll like exchange questions. I don't know how much time we have. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a, an open forum. You could just tell us stuff and be like, oh, that's different. Oh, well, I can start with your first one. Uh, is Dr. Morrow dead in your universe? No. No. Super not, actually. Oh. Brandon, what? hey, Brandon, what are you doing? What are you up to? <laughs> so, Brandon, you are on the other side of the portcullis. The uh, ceiling is still coming down. Uh, what do you do? How many more portcullises are there between me and this elevator? Four. Four more? Oh, Fuck. You could say that the other one, the one behind you is open. Maybe you've like, because you vibrated through it, it's like up. So like there are just four more left. It's not like you're stuck in between the two, like an oyster cracker between the wall and the oven. <laughs> um, sure. I think we've all experienced. Oyster cracker stuck between the wall and our oven? There might be. Isn't there one in everyone's home? There always is. Yes, I understand. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate that. Yes. I think Tuna is also like, mm, what are we doing? What are you up to? Tuna is also still glowing and has like the hands and the mouths and the eyes like pushing out of their body still. So you have plus two to your AC still. That's still running. And Tuna is like a real demo- scary demonic cat right now. So Tuna's just like, mm, what are you doing? What are you up to? Milo sees no difference between this Tuna and the other regular Tuna. So I don't know what you're talking about. Sure. Okay, I'm going to do a couple things real quick in a row for you. DM, ready? Do it. I'm going to turn to Tuna and say, hey, Tuna. Mm, yeah, what's going on? Could you maybe like go through this portcullis real quick and like open it from the other side? Maybe like unlock it for me. Mm, okay, that sounds good. Uh, Tuna just like prances through as you see like a hand push out of their butt like, as, they, as they go through there, and then like the portcullis goes up and be like, mm, okay, that sounds fine. So now you see that the the next portcullis in front of you has like this like that liquidy like uh, surface of a pond texture as well, and also it's glowing and purple and like weird translucent. So you can't use ghost powers to go through it anymore. Right. Okay. Well. um, Here's the thing: is I'm running out of spells real quick. So, do you need do you need help? Like this is kind of like a hint system in one of those video games you're <laughs> bad at. Can I help you with that? Yeah. Do you do you know how to get out of here? No, but I can like give you like some more spells, but and some and some things. Sure. Okay. Tuna, if you have some knowledge of what's happening, I need you to share it with me. And not that what's happening, I don't know what's happening, but like maybe Anubis can like help. Do you want that? Is that good for you? Would I have to die? I could die. I could die. <laughs> I mean, would you want that? I could do that. I'm really good at that. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I love Anubis. I would anytime Anubis can come can come hang. I'm I'm down. Okay, hold on. And then uh, Tuna sits back, <laughs> sits back, <laughs> sits back like a little gentleman. And then and, and holds his two paws up, and then the paws get very, very large and scary and dangerous, and the claws are like the size of swords. And then it's like, okay, you asked me to do it. Slash, slash. Remember how you didn't want to go through the portal because you're like, I was gonna die. Right. I rolled a 19 and a crit on the dice. Jesus fucking uh, so you're dead. You're done. You're out. That's more than 10 points of damage. Okay, wonderful. Uh, hey, let's go over to it. Let's go swap back to <laughs> I, Eric. I just wanted to say I didn't necessarily want to. I, it doesn't matter. I, this is great. I just want everyone to know I could have like done it to myself. I don't know why Tuna felt the need. Well, I wonder the way you treat them. <laughs> Their whole personality leads me to believe that maybe this is just a little treat for them. I'm just waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, we're gonna swap over to Val and Aggie. This and is Luther. like a performance of Boeing Boeing at a community theater. It's like I, <laughs> that's a, that is a reference for Whoa, only oh Amanda's boy. out there. Okay, oh, right. me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I, so I, I liked it. <laughs> so Free Server said, "So uh, is Doctor Morrow dead in your universe?" Super no. not. Oh. Yeah, that could be a, a large difference of why our things are so different. When did uh, that How happen? did she die? What happened? Oh, some six, seven, some amount of time ago. You got to do better than that. I've spent a lot of time down here. Time just kind of me is different when you're just working all the time. Um, Dr. Morrow say, uh, made a bet with all the billionaires on on the world saying that uh, she could defeat a black hole and the only way to do it was to create a black hole so she did and then she got sucked <laughs> into that black hole and she's gone what yeah you would have thought in our line of work it would have been like a whole thing but it would have been like epic fighting villains sacrificing yourself but no dr morrow just kind of sucked herself sucked herself into a black hole that she created uh, in her own in actually right over there and she points to like a work desk that's like on the other side of the lab and, and it's just, it just still there she's the only thing that got sucked uh, whatever <laughs> well no a lot of other all of the things in her lab also got sucked in there i none of this stuff is hers this is all mine from home uh, okay uh, what what happened to des where's january that's a good question. Uh, I need everyone to make a constitution saving throws, please. Uh, <laughs> 24. 13. Uh, four points of psychic damage. Both Lou and Aggie also, boom, doubled over on the ground. Lou is like, oh, I'm too close to where I threw up. It hurts. Oh, no. Aww. And again, Val, you've noticed that their skin went translucent again as well. You assume yours did as well, but you're such a beefy boy that true. you're fine. Um, you also saw the, another like organ glow this time. It was like right in the chest as like their lungs kind of glowed up there. Aggie, your lungs look cool. I don't know what I don't know if that's a compliment or not. They look cool. Thanks. I uh, I'm gonna try to hold on to that if I need to like try desperately to stay corporeal. Um, Art, I'm I have so many questions about our family. Does oh boy. Uh, Wait. So is Doctor Morrow still alive where you are? Yes. Yeah. What she is she still leading the team? What's what happened? We kind of broke up with her after yeah. she decided not to be mayor anymore. Wham! Preserver just like makes a hole in the wall with her fist, being like, 
that's fine. I'm sure you had your reasons, and that was cool. Uh, fine. She pulls a fist out, full, just like big crater in the, in this metal wall that she punched. That's cool. January, Des. January is theoretically somewhere looking for where Doctor Morrow is. He was convinced that she was still out there because there's another side to black holes. So maybe she was just randomly put somewhere in the universe. Hawking radiation. Yeah. Sure. Whoever side. <laughs> I don't know who said. I'm not really sure who said that. I don't know where that came from. Floated um, through the mirror. <laughs> yeah. So wherever Jan- wherever January is, I don't know. Des, uh, Des still works with me. Okay. Well, Des knows something about time streams and shit like that so that's helpful uh, yeah, yeah we gotta grab him before something happens to lou i'll be okay but she's a high schooler she's also the smartest person in lake town city where we come from that's so true. like she might be able to help too uh no one's smarter than dr morrow that doesn't make any oh, sense oh fucking got lou is got a lot to learn <laughs> i i am but i'm just i'm give me five right now do you, do you like crackers <laughs> sparkling water something like that like a Gatorade. I mean, I can do one better is, do you want me to... Preserver looks at multi-tool. Do you want me to like, is it cool if I do my oh, thing? Because you don't have... That's you right. You don't have it anymore. Yeah. She she can heal shit. Oh, fucking A. We need one of those because Milo never heals us. That would have been helpful, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know he has those spells. He just never fucking does it. Incredible. Well, speak ill of the dead... Volcani. You're fine. You just didn't come through the I'm dead at both planes right now. <laughs> Tuna's sitting on your on your body's face, just like kind of curled up. <laughs> it's hard for you to breathe. I'm like, I don't know what the effects are, but if Lou look Lou looks bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You two weren't there when she got crushed by a refrigerator. That's true. But like yeah, but she's fine. her HP is not great. Okay. Please. She's so, the first priority, and you can tell us what happened to Milo while you're at it. Yeah, please. Yeah, that's I okay. I'll do. Let's see if I can do that. I and this is usually not my job. In the wait, who's on your team? Are you working with fucking Emily? I I need to do one thing at a time. I you are. I didn't know I was so stressful in the other universe. You're gonna have to. Why can't you multitask in this universe? What I have to do one thing at a time, and I do that a hundred percent the way that it is. You don't do one thing by itself. Thank you. Okay, here we go. What do you think Preserver's healing looks like, Amanda? Do you think it's different or you just think it's the same? I think it's probably a lot more ritualized. I think she probably has like a cloth or a balm or a salve to put on people or maybe just like a lot of kind of uh, meditation that she has to do to get into it. I imagine this is a lot more laborious for her than it was before. I like that. I like that it's laborious or it's ritualized. So she like puts her hands over Lou and it takes a while for her to get like warmed up. But like the energy that's coming out and the the light of this is stronger. It is brighter than you were ever able to do in your timeline. So Lou, Lou is healed for a good amount of damage. Lou looks a lot less beat up. Like Lou lifts up her shirt a little bit and there was just like a big bruise that went like from her rib cage down to her thigh on her, like the right side of her body. And you can see it just like fade away right in front of you. Thank Be you. Like, look, you can see uh, Ice Corp. The name was, was embedded in my body, but now look, it's gone. <laughs> Thank you. From the refrigerator. I don't yeah, have no, a tattoo that, that says Ice Corp. You're too young for a tattoo. When you're older. Uh, you're not my mom. My mom also would say the same thing, but you're not my mom. Okay. 
You can be my mom if you say I can get a tattoo. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> can I be a parent? No, get. I'll bring you to a guy I know. <laughs> I don't uh. like. I don't like anything of what's happening here. Thank you. That was really helpful. Sure. Can so, you tell us what happened to Milo? What? I, well, you asked me so many things. What is the thing you would like me to say next? What happened to Milo? Okay. Um, we're going to switch over to Brandon. <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> Fucking of course we are. Hey, it's Eric. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Party Joiners, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast made by Walt Whitman, the podcast company. What I really love right now is getting packages. I know that we've all been getting mail sent to us for over the last few years because it's the only kind of choice that we have. But I still really love getting packages. The idea that something like shows up because someone brought it to you, even if you bought it yourself, and you get to like bring it up into your house and open it up and be like, oh, it's real. It was just imaginary that I used with my eyes and my brain. But really, it's a real thing. And then you own it and then you get to enjoy it. Even if like it's a little fleeting after you see it, that moment of seeing the package and bringing it into the house is just nice. So welcome to the mid-roll. I sent you some dates. I hope you like them. First and foremost, welcome to our newest patrons over at patreon.com slash join the party pod, Falcon, Threes, Hector, and Sparks. We hope all of you enjoyed Patron Party, the live show that we did for all of the patrons because we hit 550. If you are a patron right now, you should go watch the VOD. And if you're not a patron, you should join patreon.com slash join the party pod and be able to enjoy it. I think something that people don't know about Patreon is that although we announce new patrons all the time, which we really appreciate and you're all part of, there's a certain amount of churn that happens every single month. Like people drop off and we only figure that out once things are processed at the beginning of the month. So we are hovering at like 570 right now and we have for a little while because, you know, the way that people's stuff work. So we still are pushing towards 600 and we need people to join to get us to that goal. Remember, if we hit 600, we are commissioning a giant comic book cover of the PCs and NPCs of Campaign 2. It's going to be incredible. People are going to be able to buy that poster and you're going to get a digital download for free if you're a patron. So patreon.com slash join the party pod. We need your help to get to 600. I think you should check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. I think you'd like Exolore. Have you ever wondered what life would be like on a planet that's different from our own? Or how writers create your favorite fictional worlds? Well, wonder no longer, because we have the facts for you. Actually, it's not me, because I'm irresponsible. But you know who knows? Dr. Moya McTeer, astrophysicist and folklorist, who explores fictional worlds by building them with a panel of expert guests, interviewing professional world builders, or reviewing the merits of worlds that have already been built. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll gain an appreciation for how special our planet really is. Keep an ear out for Amanda's episode about building a business, which is going to come soon. It's going to be really, really cool. So subscribe today, search Exolore in your podcast app, or go to exolorepod.com. This is going to be your new favorite show. We are sponsored today by Roe Derm. Do you feel overwhelmed when shopping for skincare? I incredibly do, especially because, you know, no one says you're going to have beauty standards as a guy. 
I wish someone had told me. With all the options out there, all the trends and ingredients, it can be hard to know where to start. Thank you, ad copy. I totally agree. That's why Roderm was created, to give you personalized prescription skincare. You can schedule an online visit to share your concerns, and if appropriate, a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will prescribe a custom RX treatment. Hell yeah, my skin is going to be lush and beautiful. Right now, new members will receive a 30-day free trial of custom RX treatment, plus Roderm's hydrating cleanser and protecting SPF lotion for just $5 when you go to roderm.com slash join the party. Shipping is free and you'll get free and unlimited follow-ups with your healthcare provider to support you through your skincare journey. If you're prescribed, get your first month of custom RX treatment plus Roderm's hydrating cleanser and protecting SPF lotion for just $5. Go to roderm.com slash join the party roderm.com slash join the party. We're also sponsored by Athletic Greens. It's getting sunnier for longer here in New York, and I hate that, like, things that people have told me for a very long time actually affect me. Like, no, son, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to be sleepy when I want to. I'm going to play Elden Ring until my eyes fall out. But really, the sun does give you a difference, and our environment really does affect us in all kinds of ways, and that's something I unfortunately have to notice, and I can't just reverse with a lot of coffee and sheer will. People choose to take multivitamins or supplements to help their bodies get all those nutrients to stay healthy. If you do that, it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients your body can absorb. To make it easy, check out Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash join the party. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash join the party. Finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with the woman in the woods who uses bones for magic. Tell her that you love her. Give her a pr- give her compliments like, wow, that bone is super clean, or ask questions about her line of work like, where did you get that bone? Is it from a four-legged animal? I didn't know they came with, with teeth in that size. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm looking at the ad copy here. BetterHelp says the most important relationship you have is the one with yourself. Therapy can be a really helpful way to take care of yourself and check in with an expert who's like not even a part of your life. You need someone outside who will help you navigate situations that's going on with you. So you should check out BetterHelp. It's online therapy that offers video, phone, and live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to and you don't have to wait for just that therapy. Therapy day. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Shout out to dollars. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, and it's really easy to switch therapists if y'all don't jive. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Join the Party listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Join the Party. And now, back to Party Joiners, the Dungeons & Dragons podcast you like that's happening right now.
Brampton, you are back in the the Anubis's place. The shag rug carpet on the ground, uh, the white nothingness that stretches stretches everywhere. Uh, you see that Anubis has set up the living room, which is where uh, Anubis has like the the big L shaped couch uh, that the three of you, you, Tuna and Anubis, watched Ozark on, <laughs> and uh, the TV has static on it right now. Tuna is is on top of one of the parts of the L shaped couch, just like perched like a little loaf like cats usually are. And Anubis is holding the remote control and saying, mm, Milo, you're late. Did you bring snacks? Uh, Milo sort of like stumbles in and like rushes in and says, Anubis, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to rush you. Like you got a death, you know, no one rushes the God of death, but like I'm in a, I'm in a up, upstairs. I'm, I'm dead on the ground and a security thing about to be discovered. And that can't happen. Um, I brought you a DVD. It's a new show called Yellowstone. It's like <laughs> it's like Ozark, but different. Um, and um, I did not bring snacks. I forgot this time. I have a few crushed up like peanuts in my pocket. If you want them, but like I probably wouldn't. I need help. Can you help? What mm. is with our team and having nuts in our pockets? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a delicious snack. Lots of protein, you know. Mm, I've heard of Yellowstone. There's so much death in that, and you wouldn't think it because there are horses and things. But no, you can just sit down. We're gonna we're gonna watch something. Okay. I it's helping. I promise. Okay, I'll sit down. All right. Milo said it out loud, and as he sits down, well, like yeah. a weirdo. Uh, are you com- are you comfy? I mean. I would love it if you had a blanket. I mean, which one would you like? As Anubis like reaches down into nothingness and opens something up, and it's like a chest, like a full like pirate's chest, and it's just overflowing with different types of blankets. There's heavy blankets and light blankets and wool blankets and soft blankets and knit blankets and like blankets that are that are like they're not knit. They're like sewn in that way that it's like you can see the opposite coloring of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, you can just just take a blanket. Uh, Milo grabs the fluffiest, softest, fairly like heavy blanket that is magically doesn't shed anywhere and puts it over them- himself. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. God damn it. <laughs> you jinxed yourself. Picked a heavy blanket. Uh, natural one? Is that bad? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Anubis has plus seven to dexterity. Uh, so as you reach out to get that blanket, Anubis's big paw, jackal paw, just goes whoop <laughs> on top of your hand as you reach out for the blanket. Be like, what? What? Mm, do I want that one? No, I don't. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> just doing some cat role playing while we figure out what's happening in the story. <laughs> This is why the people helped us go weekly, Eric. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That's what people are looking for. No, you can have it. It's fine. Thank you. And Milo uh, curls under it so you only see the stuff like right above his top lip. I love it. It's comfortable. Uh, tuna curls up in your lap as the cherry on top of this couch Sunday. And Anubis says, okay, we're going to watch something, You're just, but you have to watch the whole thing. You can't look away, all right? Okay, are you going to fucking... <laughs> I was trying to think of the fucking novel, and I in my head I said Orange is the New Black, and that's not the name of the a novel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not a clockwork orange situation, but I'm saying you should watch the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, Anubis uses their big paw and pads down on the power button, and 
I don't know if you had even seen it, but I guess for because we've all lived in the fiction, you're looking into this lab, into Preserver's lab. Um, this is the same security camera that Preserver had just thrown on the screen for the other folks. Um, but yeah, you're taking this in for the first time. You're looking down on it. There is, you see Aggie and Val and Lou is like next to a weird spot on the ground, which is weird. <laughs> um, and then there's a, someone who looks a lot like Aggie uh, wearing a big rounded hat. Uh, with a blade on it and wearing a lab coat who is kind of like gesturing kind of around the room. Oh, cool. Is this your like a uh, AU fanfic video thing? I'm still working on that. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just need to wait and watch. So let's swap back to the other timeline to Preserver's Lab. What happened to Milo? I didn't put this together until right now, until we had touched hands in the mirror. Do you want me to talk about anything else? I can. I would say- love to know what happened to Milo, and then we can discuss other things. Sure. Do you know who the night? <laughs> also, I think Volcani turns to uh, multi tool and is like, "Aggie, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk so rude to the other you." Uh, I would talk a lot ruder to her. Go for it. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who the Knight of Mirrors is? Apparently, the Knight of Mirrors is a sentient motorcycle. It's not an actual body on there. What? 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 For real? No, no, no. stop that- distracting us. I want to know about Milo. <laughs> is that what, this, what happens in your universe? We don't we know. No, we have apparently uh, masked them. Apparently, they have a wife, and they take date night really they, seriously. They did say that. I don't know if we believe them, but they did say that. How can a how can a sentient motorcycle have a wife? That doesn't really make any sense. Well, we don't know that they're a sentient motorcycle. Do you hear? I know I'm not here, but do you hear yourself? How does a sentient motorcycle have a wife? That doesn't make any sense. I do you hear yourself. Uh, Anubis says, mm, "Yeah, that sounds like kind of a plot hole. I don't believe it either." <laughs> <laughs> All right, what happened to Milo? Go. Okay. If that's what you want to know, that's what you want to know. Why um, are you saying it like that? He annoys me like family, but that means that he's like family. Can't be any worse than me, where I'm apparently a crime boss. It's a cool name, though. It is a cool name, Vesuvius. Fucking A. <laughs> Preserver goes over to the big computer and uh, moves the stuff around, closes a bunch of tabs. And just keeps closing, keeps closing, keeps closing tabs. And then finally on the desktop, and then you see Preserver kind of like go over and click on. Preserver uses Firefox, of course. Preserver goes and clicks on Firefox and brings up Instagram. And brings up a user called uh, Lake Town Cindy 2005 And you scroll through, and you see that there's a bunch of photos. It's from this woman. It's kind of in her, her, in her mid-50s. And there are a lot of photos of her just, like, doing mom things, you know? Like, taking a photo of, like, her. Like one of those wine and paint places, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> like wine and paint places. Farmer's market. Yeah. And then also, like, in the park that's next to uh, Lake Champlain, there's a photo with her and some of her friends outside of the massive Monty statue that's out in the Welcome Center. You also see there are a bunch of photos of her with the guy, another guy who's kind of in his mid-50s. And you start to look a little bit closer, and you see that this woman looks pretty familiar to you, but you never I don't think you've ever met her before. And then you like you identify something, and you're like, Oh, those are Milo's eyes. And that guy has Milo's hair. And one of these photos are the two of them taken at a Star Trek convention. 
and <laughs> I didn't know nerddom was genetic, but uh, yeah, you love you love to hear that. <laughs> and you start putting some of this stuff together, and then uh, Preserver says, "I I didn't remember him until we touched hands, but something that Doctor Morrow told me to look out for was." She knew that when the Delta radiation explosion thing happened, gave everyone superpowers, the Delta radiation also kind of loosened the ley lines, the bonds that keep the mystic, the unexplainable separate. And she knew right after the Laketon explosion, or a few years after the Laketon explosion, she knew that nearby there was a family that had a baby boy. And this was one of the first children that had been born since the explosion happened. Much like what's happening to the three of you, his, after a few weeks, they noticed that his body parts would phase in and out. His skin would go translucent. His organs would glow. He was in terrible pain. The couple had come to Dr. Morrow to ask them what to do. They weren't sure what was happening here. And then one day they told her that the baby was fine but the baby wasn't here anymore. And Dr. Morrow said, what does that mean? They said that overnight, a cat had snuck into their house. All the doors were closed, so I'm not really sure. They weren't sure how it had happened. And the cat perched on the crib of the child, of the little boy. And the cat spoke to the, to, to the mother and the father, to Cindy and to Ralph. And, they, and the cat said, and Dr. Morrow did the impression, I don't know why, said, mm, I can take care of your child. <laughs> The cat seemed to have been a representative of Anubis, the god of death. Anubis oh. said, I know, <laughs> I don't know. Or, and they, they said, uh, they, they were obviously alarmed. And then the cat said, mm, not like that, really. And then Anubis turns to Milo and says, it really wasn't like that. They just, I, there's no real good way to do it, you know? <laughs> Anubis said that this child had been born in the wrong timeline and Anubis could take them to the right timeline uh, but they had to give them up immediately. It was for the safety of their child so they did what they had to do. The cat picked the kid up by the back of their little t-shirt and slipped out the window and they were gone. But the cat had said that 
he wouldn't be alone. He would find someone who loved him and that Anubis would always look out for him. I'm now realizing that child was Milo, that cat was Tuna, and I guess I always knew that Anubis was real. I never really... No, he, he's not, though. So that's that's okay. That must be the difference in our timeline thing again. That <laughs> makes sure. sense. Let's just sure. call Anubis St. Peter while we're all together. That'll just go a long way. Right, I, I assume. Yeah, Vulca- <laughs> no, Vesuvius is still incredibly Catholic here, so that makes a lot of sense. I mean, don't be rude about it. <laughs> uh, can I ask a follow-up question? Did Dr. Moro tell you what the last names of Cindy and Ralph are? Well, yeah, you can look. You can look on here. Um, this is her Instagram. Her name, her name, and she, of course, she put her full name on it. Yeah, because she's fifty years old. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it's Cindy and Ralph Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Aww. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I wish Milo had been here to hear this, but you can just tell him when you see him again. Sure, we will. If he asks, you know, it's not my business to tell him whether or not his. I don't know what his feelings are about his birth parents, and that's fine. If he wants to know, we'll make sure he does. Yeah, of course. Well, like, let him, don't be like, oh, on the off chance you asked, he asked specifically if I was involved no, in the whole no. thing in the mirror. You should, I just, I want to be very clear about what you are going to do. I do a lot more communicating than you, it seems, and I, I got this. <laughs> You might be surprised, but it is possible to have a sit-down dinner with all members of our family without anybody breaking, screaming, crying, yelling, or throwing up. Oh, so our universes are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Uh, the only family dinners I get now are with uh, the team that I'm spending all of the time running, so I don't get a lot of time to see them anymore. So who's on that team? Yes. Let's follow up on that. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey uh, all of you make constitution saving throws, please? Yeah. I'll keep doing it. I brought out my Inara dice. That's how shit I've been rolling. Uh, 25. 13. Cool. I rolled a uh, nine for Lou. Oh, oh poor Lou. <laughs> He's got a healer now. Yeah, uh, take eight points of psychic damage, please. All right. That's a lot. Uh, Val, take four. Four? I rolled a 25. I know, you take half damage. Boo. Welcome to Dun- Durblins and Durblins. I hate this. I hate that. I'm not yeah. familiar with half damage. What's that like? <laughs> yeah. Um, back on the couch, Anubis says... Sydney, so you want to watch Yellowstone? I don't. Is it like what's yellow? Is it like is it like a a, a gritty what? Yogi Bear thing? What's ye- Do you not know colors? A new what? no. Like what is the? Why is the stone yellow? How does that have to do with the plot? It doesn't have to. Anubis, hang on. Just give me three seconds, please. Okay. Okay. So is Tuna always dead? I don't understand. <laughs> All cats are dead. They have nine lives. That's true. No, Tuna is actually, Tuna is my cat. Oh. So are you Hank Lane? No. You're, <laughs> Hank Lane is your dad. He's a real, he's a person and he found okay. a cat and he found a, and he found a, a baby boy at the same time. And then he adopted both of you. Okay. Are are Cindy and Ralph still kicking around? 
not they don't they don't I don't know a better way to say it like th- than like this, but they don't exist in your timeline. You shouldn't have been born to them. It was the way just the way that the weird seas of time work. They don't exist where you are. No, I, yeah, I get that. Are they still around in the other timeline? Oh yeah, like they went to legal seafood two days ago. <laughs> For them. Real treat. Real treat. Yeah. It's Wednesday date night. They each got both one type of clam chowder and then shared it. Oh. You can so see. Sweet. It's just on their Instagram. You can see that. Oh, I guess you can't access it with your... It was on their Instagram. It was in the alternate timeline Instagram. Also, Instagram has two M's there. Sure. It's Instagram. <laughs> That's where the M is, yeah. Wow. Thank you, Julia. 100 comedy points to you. Thank you. They can be redeemed at the uh, Eric Silver Arcade Fair. You can get a sticky hand. You can get fine pirate teeth. Cool. So they're fine, then. They... I mean, they're sad, if that's what you're asking. But they wanted you to be... They wanted you to not... You don't remember. I didn't want you to remember, but you... It was... It wasn't good. It hurt. They're sad, but they did what was right for you. And also you got cool ghost powers because of it. Well, they didn't know that, but like that was an added bonus. Did I get the ghost powers from moving to the next timeline or did I already have the ghost powers and then I was just, the, the bad stuff went away in the other timeline? Or did you give me ghost powers? Or was well, it, please God, you, don't tell me Tuna gave me ghost powers. Well, you know how... All, sometimes you know facts really quickly, but you've kind of like shaped your whole mind around knowing like Star Trek and things, and you just like know it really quickly when you go to bar trivia. Like you talking about like a general you, like everyone does. Yeah. No, that's just that's you only. That's your that was oh. what you got from your parents. When you, in order to keep keep a small human baby all right moving from one to another, you needed some extra help. So I gave it to you. And yes, Tuna gave you ghost powers. You should be thanking Tuna. No, God damn kidding. it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm oh, sorry. Anubis, damn it. No, it's fine. You can, you don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I got to say thank, thank you for looking out for me. Can I call you uncle Anubis? If you don't call me Uncle Anubis from now on, I'm going to take your soul from your body and you'll never live another day on the waking earth ever again. All right, Unky. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Hold on, but we have to keep... Actually, no, wait. We have to keep watching. You can't watch... We can't watch Yellowstone yet. That's fine. Okay. I really wish you had brought snacks. Do you want peanuts? I can give you fucking peanuts. Why do you have peanuts in your pockets? Why do you not? Because I'm a put-together god. <laughs> also, he doesn't have pockets. Anubis says as he licks his own fur. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. No, I'm your <laughs> uncle. I'm your uncle Nubis. Let's swap back over to Preserver's Lab. 
Who's in the super team? Now we're very concerned because you might be working with Emily Slaughter. And if you say Shannon Redwine, I think I have to kill you legally. <laughs> Who is Shannon Redwine? Okay, good. That's Excellent. a good answer to that question. Best thing you said all day. Got it. Um, yeah, so after Dr. Morrow had been sucked into a black hole that she had made and, and January disappeared... I had to kind of clean things up. Um, it's not just us versus the bad guys. There's something There's something else here. There's a company called Super, S-U-P-R. God, I hate it already. That's... Is it run by a man named like John Press or Gutenberg or something? Yes, you have uh, John Press. Okay, John Press. Yeah. yeah. He, no, he just goes by John Press. He yeah. runs a... On... For hire superhero company where all the super people show up. Uh, but of course, you know, they have surge pricing and priorities for different people. Oh, so God. it's. You know, you he's making them all with pixels, right? They're not real. They're not real people. He's making them like that's his superpower. He can make physical objects out of pixels. God, I just realized that means he pays no wages. He's even worse oh, than I thought. Oh, God, he takes so much <laughs> money then. Uh. What do you mean his superpower is that he makes them? His what was that? His superpower, he can make, like, either from whole cloth or copies of things out of, like, 80s pixels. Yeah, so it it looks real, but it's actually an illusion. And they can appear, like, is there a situation where it's like, oh, there's, like, a house on fire, and then a guy appears who's, like, a big fire hose, and they they can be made exactly for what the situation needs. That happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. One out of three times, it is explicitly like that. <laughs> I mean, probably good for fires, but but bad for us. Yeah, no, he's just making them out of pixels. They're not real. Do so they have, like, like silly names and, and no personality? Like Jack yes. Hoover? Mm-hmm. We don't have that one. We it's after the dam. It was about water. It was boring. It was, it was yeah. Well, I, I, you know, coming up with names is hard. Interesting in the fiction. Interesting in our D and T universe. But uh, John Press We're just trying have to burn Jack as much creativity as, a character, as Eric Silver does. Creation of Eric Silver. <laughs> yes, we. They do have terrible names that are on purpose all the time. They're on purpose. They're they are single use names. That's that's the point. Oh my god. Well, I'm glad we could reveal some interesting truths for you. Yeah, no, I'm glad this went two ways, and we were in the bottom of the Office of Technology Assessment. Do you have one of those? It's like the CIA, but for, like, government liaising around Delta technology and stuff? It doesn't matter. Uh, a, clandid- a clandestine office that uh, Milo's dad, Hank, uh, who, who raised him, run- ran. And then he stepped down to run for, run for mayor after Dr. Morrow uh, resigned, and I surprisingly outed myself as a hero, et cetera. It was a big dramatic day. Um, we're very different. Um, but we, we were there looking for an artifact that would help us discern who is real and who is pixel to help us in taking him down. Do you have that technology here? Do you, can I see well, it? Well, we could have, but Milo decided to stay behind. <laughs> yes, he has it. And he's trying to get out of the OTA right now. 
Okay, I can. I'll. We'll figure out a way to reverse engineer. That's okay. That's fine. Thank you. No, that is. That's really helpful. We didn't know where any of those people were coming from. Yeah. That's. I'll tell the team as they're out. I'll send right. out a again. Information. Members of that team. Yeah. Are. Just real quick for us. Yeah. No, I can give you. Um, make a Constitution saving throw as uh, Preserver run, uh, runs over like a filing cabinet and pulls out a pamphlet <laughs> and hands one out to the three of you. Sixteen. Twenty-two. You all save, so you take three points of uh, psychic damage. Yeah. I'll read, go through the pamphlet really quickly. Preserver is now the is the leader of a uh, superhero team called the Preservation Society. That's kind of awesome. It's very like the fam, the Batman family thing. Like it's very much like boots on the ground. They don't, can't like do magic or like shoot fire. It's very much like beating people up. Their preserver is kind of like the leader and has taken into this Dr. Morrow uh, stuff. You see that Dez is in a mech suit, cool. uh, which is just like, wow. he's already a big dude, but then there's like, it's more of like an exoskeleton that is like just a lot of bands of metal kind of wrapped around him that end on two massive like blades that come to incredibly tiny points. Uh, his name is Occam. Oh, I gotta tell him about That's that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You see that uh, Fritz with his beard and his wild blonde hair, he's kind of just like him in like, I don't know what to say more than like athleisure with like some sure. like, you know, shoulder pads. He is North Star. And uh, the last one is Emily Slaughter. Uh, it's still it. on, Still unmasked. Uh, Emily Slaughter looks a lot less girl bossy she's again also in athleisure in a different way still with her purple katana uh but her name is edge case <laughs> that's quite a name it's kind of awesome she has her hair pulled up into a very very tight like ponytail that goes very high i don't even know how you do that it's just very impressive but like her there aren't like dangly charms on her on her sword anymore like a Child's iPhone. Like a keyblade. Yeah, like it's not like a keyblade anymore. It's just like a, a very powerful katana. She shoves the pamphlet in your hands and she says, Can you tell me anything else before? It sounds like you're kind of deteriorating while you're here. Can you tell yeah. me anything more about John Press and things as we can kind of put it together? Uh, uh, he used to work for Dr. Morrow. He was okay. terrible. He had a grudge against her. Yeah, his performance reviews were shit, and uh, he has a total grudge against her. He tried to run for mayor and has tried to unseat her a bunch and, like, lost to her early on in Lake Town City, and it seems like he is more public in your universe than he was in ours. He was more kind of covert and trying to unseat her, but if she's been gone now for a few months or years, then maybe there was less resistance. Well, yeah. no, one, I guess no one knew that he had superpowers, so that's kind of a big thing to deal with. Val, can you tell me uh, deep secrets about yourself so I can defeat your evil version of you? Um, What no. are you allergic to? <laughs> I'm not allergic to anything. Are you a heavy sleeper? <laughs> no. Who are your loved ones? Can you give them a, no. give me an itemized list of names? It sounds like you still have the evil version with you here. It doesn't seem any different. <laughs> I'm sorry, Can you, I don't if you won't tell me deep personal truths to a weird version of Aggie. I'm not. If you won't tell me how to defeat you, then obviously you're working for the Vesuvius as it is. I what? didn't even know that I was a bad guy. What the fuck are you talking what, about? How? What? What makes what makes Vesuvius bad? Can you give me your mom and dad's first, middle, and last names and social no. security numbers? I don't even know my mom. Social security number. Oh, this isn't even helpful. <laughs> you know your dad's though. Yeah, because he doesn't have one. He burned <laughs> it. Made up. Yeah, it's all burned, sixes. Baby. He burned it. He burned it off. 
Oh, fine. Like his fingerprints <laughs> burned him off. What what makes what makes them evil? Why, why are you saying evil? Why I know I said it earlier, but I was kind of rattled by this whole situation. Like uh, organized crime is an is an infrastructure, and there are things that are bad about it. But I I see a world <laughs> where where Volcani is trying to. I don't know, like steer it for good. Am I tr- did I try to start by like bettering my city or something? Right. Preserver goes back over to Firefox and Google's um Vesuvius plus murder. Oh, and, like, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. and like just hundreds of news stories popping up okay. of Vesuvius mm. brutally killing people for their own gains. Um it sounds like Vesuvius is running just the Vesuvius family which is all over cities on the uh, eastern seaboard yeah i do feel kind of bad about this i know yeah. i personally didn't do it but i do feel a little bit bad about it so what are you allergic to i'm not allergic <laughs> to anything i am strong <laughs> who do you trust most in the world do i also have fire powers here Clicks on one on one article. Vesuvius burns hundred people in rival gangs. I will say I'm not immune to fire, and they really care about Little Italy. I super care about like Little imperil Italy. A don't fucking threaten cannoli. Little Italy. I don't care if this is. I'm my just timeline. saying, like, if you appear to imperil a single cannoli, I think they'd probably come. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, that's helpful. No, that is helpful. <laughs> Pal just looks at multicultural. Fucking rude. What? 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 A little fucking rude. Sorry. A single cannoli? Come on. I bet Vesuvius version of me has, like, you know, uh, bigger plans. Val, if I bought a cannoli in front of you and then dashed it to the ground, you would punch me in the face. I would, but that's a different story because I know you and that's fucking rude. You two really, I've fought Vesuvius a few times. Very similar, this whole thing going. I love this. It's just not... I'm just just pointing that out. This Aggie hugged me like 10 minutes ago. When was the last time you hugged Vesuvius? It was unusual. It literally made me cry. Make a constitution saving throw, please. (laughs) You should hug Vesuvius is what I'm saying. Uh, God, I rolled another 19, so uh, 25. Nine. Uh, 11 points of psychic damage, five points of psychic damage. All right. It's and again, your your body glow glows and Lou is like, I don't want to get healed again. I feel weird. I don't I don't like it. Okay, how do we get back to our timeline? Maybe we just push our, I'll just, we push our way back through. I wouldn't come back here. It feels like that was a one-time thing. Probably, yeah. Um, shall we try? Hold on. And, and Preserver kind of like looks around their lab like they're looking for something and then goes to a filing cabinet that has like a smaller filing cabinet in it that has a smaller filing cabinet in it and takes out a key fob and offers it to you. Thank you. And the key fob is encircled in brown. Thank you. What's what's this for? Dr. Morrow always said to me that if anyone ever, if I ever got in trouble, we should push this to get help. I, I And then she, you know, jumped on skis and went away and went away for five days I yeah, mean, she bear, does that in our time she does that too. to us too yeah oh okay that's yeah. good to know i never pushed it especially after i would especially after um you know she sucked herself into a black hole right because you were concerned maybe it would open up the black hole too that's yes that was entirely possible but if you need help you should push this i i will take it but are you sure you don't want it it sounds like things are kind of hard for you right now 
it's hard, but we we got it under control. Okay. Also, uh, gosh, um, multi-tool puts a hand on Preserver's shoulder. Um, Danny's kids have powers. Watch out for that. Um, <laughs> if you teach Quinn about Task Rabbit, she'll call you only about half as much. And um, yeah, Ryan's kind of a dick. Um, good luck. Uh, if you want to defeat me, I don't know what my situation is here entirely. Uh, if my aunt Min's around me a lot, maybe That's remove good me one. from her. That's a good one. Uh, and also my dad, he's also a bad influence. Uh, and then, like like I said, the hug thing might help. Oh, hey, you mean, oh, that didn't happen in your thing. You mean Auntie Minotaur, the enforcer for the Vesuvius clan. Is my aunt a minotaur now? Yeah, she was turned into a minotaur. She's like 10 feet tall. Fucking crazy. All right. You've never seen a minotaur wear a muumuu, but it's pretty (laughs) wild. Yeah, but just like remove her from my presence and also my dad. But it was like a sexy, it's like a sexy one, a sexy muumuu. Is it like tattered? Like I'm seeing like artful rips and stuff? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Is there a big scarf involved too? She likes big scarves. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's good to know. I will look into that. Like lure her away with like a lot of pashminas she'll follow. Is multi-tool into minotaurs? Is this something we're learning? (laughs) No, uh, Ant-Man is just like a hot lady. (laughs) She's a a grandma who keeps it tight. (laughs) Okay, let's... Do you need my hand? Let's try. Everybody grab the mirror? I... I don't know. Do the vo- let's do... Can we do the vibrations again? Let's yeah, do the vibrations I do again. That. I don't know if that works, but it sure did seem like a thing that worked, huh? Yeah. All right. It's almost like I rolled real well on those dice. <laughs> All right, two hands. Two hands. One... Margaret O'Hare. I give her hand a little squeeze and say, you're going to be okay. Oh, yeah, we should. Uh, did you did you end up dating Tegan? They're cool. This version of Aggie dates them. I don't have time to date. <laughs> wow. Pushes your, pushes That's a little, lie you tell yourself. She pushes your hands <laughs> into, the, into the mirror. The three of you tumble through as Preserver, again, once again, gets into a perfect bent knees, 90 degree stance and like throws the three of you through the mirror as the three of you tumble out, smashing the cardboard box that was encasing the mirror. And now you also look up and the ceiling is like 10 feet above you when Uh. y'all roll out. (laughs) And that that is when uh, Anubis says, "Mm, I think it's time to go. Tell them to press the key fob. Okay. Um, yeah. Can I, yeah. Can I bring Hank here? Is mm. that a thing that's possible without killing him? I'll have to look into the bylaws, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Next time I'll bring um, Doritos. What are you yeah. into these days? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Salty. Cool. Salty over sweet always. Of course, of course. <laughs> Anubis puts a big meaty paw on one shoulder and uh, Tuna stays curled up in your lap. And then Anubis like pushes you in the shoulder and then you are back into your body and, and <laughs> you see and you see that everyone is all together again and what and also the, the ceiling is ten feet and coming down fast on your head. Milo, why were you taking a nap? We have things to do, we gotta get out of here. Press the damn key fob, please. Okay. And I press it. 
How, how did he know about the key fob? I don't know. Is this like, because he went to go see St. Peter and St. Peter was like, look into this uh, this glowing orb and now you can see what you're Shut up, Valus Anubis! It's not fucking Anubis! I'm, I don't feel good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, despite, despite appearances, Lou was patched up. It, it's a long story. And that's when you hear a thump from far off in the distance and then another thump, thump, thump. And it gets faster and faster and faster. And then you just like a real loud thump. And then poof, as something just like bursts through the portcullises. And you see that there is like a rather small mech suit. It, it has very long legs, very large feet. And I guess two antenna that poke up out of the head. It's pretty, uh, pretty large. And, uh, you know, they're, they're like radars, so they look around. So it almost looks like bunny ears. And that is when the front of the mech opens up and you see January sitting in the cockpit. Being like, is Dr. Morrow not here? No, no. We're in trouble. Can we get a ride? Is she missing? Oh, okay. Everybody on. And then you see like four jump seats come out of this, the side of the mech suit. Like you're riding side saddle on this giant bunny mech. Oh, also, it's this is called the bunny. It's the bionic ultra-powered neural enhancement unit with a Y. Yay! <laughs> Love it. All right, strap in and don't let go. Fucking A, let's do it. Lou, you got this? I, this is only going to make me feel worse. Lou, just hold my hand. Uh, if you fall off, I could just hold you. Okay, I'm going to vomit on you. That's, you know what? Okay. You wouldn't be the first person to throw up in one of my pockets. It's fine. Milo picks the seat that's farthest away from Lou. <laughs> wow, fucking rude, Milo. <laughs> really? Really, Val? You want to talk fucking rude? Can I have my sunglasses back? No! Okay, fuck you. I'll take them later. January, is there any... Any chance that Eddie, like, is there like trunk space and that's not a metaphor? Like, can we just pick up this mirror? Can you just like <laughs> pop it in like a basket or something? It's, I promise it, it's, it's useful. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. And you see that the bunny face, you realize that it just opens up and there's like kind of like a, a bike basket in the mouth of the, of the wreck that you could just <laughs> kind of slide it in there. God, and then I've it closed missed you. Back down. God, I've missed you. You know, people don't talk about it because it's just like golden retrievers, but you know, it's really soft in a bunny's mouth as well. That's incredible. I People don't it. really talk about that. Could you they like should. hold an egg in your mouth and not break it like a golden retriever? Yeah, but no one asked me to. I could. Okay. Do you want me to ask you to? We can find an egg later. Well, I we just talked about it. It feels like oh, you're doing it just because I wanted egg. Can we put on your seat? Put on your seatbelts. <laughs> You all strap in, and then you're like, all right, hold, I told you to hold on to your butts. And then, kazoom, and you are just the rabbit hyper jumps through the hallway, then just like springs up the elevator shaft as fast as possible. Kazoom, 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 passing past Oubliette 2, passing past Oubliette 1, up to Hopscotch, then a big, like, charge jump, like, hold on, and it just jumps the entire distance of the Hopscotch on the other side. Was what's her face? The sommelier there? there, did we see her as we passed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's she right. eating almonds. Yeah, the sommelier is just like sitting there at, uh, zip tied away, and you see her for a second as the uh, grab as the her, robot. grab later, her later, nope, Milo, no time. later, January, no time. don't grab her. January, I, January wouldn't know, so January's already jumped past. You see her for like a split second as January just jumps the entire distance of the of the hopscotch, 
Um, and then again, kathump, 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 kathump up the sides of the elevator, uh, up in the rest of the basement, and then back at the uh, main lobby, just be like, all right, we're going to make our own hole here. Don't say anything. And just turns upside down, fucking pummels the side of the elevator as fast as possible to make a big hole out to the, uh, it is now nighttime in Lake Town City. And you just jump out into the uh, Lake Town City night. And now you're just like big leaps through Lake Town City and you guys are heading north. I text all the kids from the thing be like, hey, sorry, I got delayed. Everyone go home. We'll, we'll try again <laughs> next week. We went home hours ago. Great. I'm so proud of you. You guys are independent people. <laughs> Incredible. I also make sure that the payment went through for the sommelier. What? Yes. You see that you are $20,000 less rich in your bank you account. You see Milo like, try to reach over and try to like press cancel on <laughs> Bao's phone. Real quick. That's not how that works, Milo. It already went through. Um, and yeah, Milo, you remember that the, the aviator sunglasses are in your pocket, the Hank bands. Milo puts on the Hank bands like he's in fucking CSI Miami. Yeah. As you put them on and you are jumping through Lake Town City, you hear the who start behind you. Uh, <laughs> and you put them on and you look around and it's a fall night in Lake Town City. People are out and about. They're still doing stuff. And you look around and you knew that you were going to see pixelated people. But I don't think you were ready to see that one in three people out in Lake Town City are made out of pixels. Holy shit. What? God damn it. Fuck. Won't get fooled again! 